0: I'm me, you're you, and this is Wiggly's Book Club, episode 006. Wiggly's Book Club is brought to you every other week, free for no money. The books are read live from Sloppy Joe's Bar in scenic downtown Easton. There are letters in the word Easton. Always remember to check the calendar at GiantMediaBall.com for our current schedule. Now, without further ado, let's go to Wiggly and Sloppy Joe's Bar for a reading of the 2012 Rack Toy Classic, Rack Toys. Wiggly? Crack Toys, Cheap Crazed Playthings by Brian Healer or Heiler, not sure. Beautiful book. You can still get this book. I recommend it. I don't usually do new books on uh, wi- uh, Wiggly's Book Club. This is copyright 2012 by Brian Healer and RQ Corporations Canada. You can find out about. Uh, different things that might be mentioned in here in rack toys. Rack toys are something I'm really heavily into. You can usually find them f- fairly on the cheap. Don't buy them. If they're marked insanely high, the only ones you might want to pay high prices for would be the Hercules ring and the the um, a bowling pin squirt gun. <sighs> Bowling. Oh, man, it's my, one of my favorite toys. Bowling pump. That's right, bowling pump. <laughs> it's got Spectra Man. It's a Spectra man bowling pin that squirts water, and you need to have it on the card because the card is amazing. Uh, the pin actually does have a, a sticker of uh, who, who we called Spectra man in America, uh, on it and usually some of my favorite rack toys are the rack toys where if you took them off the card you'd have no idea that, that it was uh, part of a brand toy like i have a woody woodpecker submarine which is just a submarine a, uh, a a little hose that you blow through to put air in a submarine that makes it surface and a little diving man that's in a you know 1940s diving suit and uh Nothing that says Woody Woodpecker, nothing that is Woody Woodpecker. Uh, burp, by the way. I uh, had a couple, a few belts before I started. I'm just drinking Fresca now. <clears throat> and the only thing that shows that it's Woody Woodpecker it's called Woody Woodpecker Diving Set or some some such. And there's has a picture of Woody in a, uh, like, a, a, you know, a fishbowl helmet, like you might see on SpongeBob or something like that. And he's undersea swimming around. <laughs> but as soon as you take that that gray man and gray submarine out of package, it's just a submarine. I have a uh, Popeye Old West train. All this is it's uh, the cover. the The board shows Popeye like going against this gunman and the train is just a regular train it's in neon colors and then it has a, a, a cowboy on horseback and what would be called an indian at the time of this release on on horseback and the train tracks and there's nothing that indicates popeye whatsoever so and popeye's magnet it's a be- It's beautiful magnet that uh popeye super magnet it's you know it's got popeye on there i don't know why he's using a magnet but as soon as you took it out it's this giant like 12 inch tall magnet that just says super magnet on it it's just plastic with two magnets in the bottom of, of the feet so those are some of my favorites but the the uh the the bowling pump is just an amazing toy because spectra man's a giant uh you know, robot dude like Ultraman, a rip-off of Ultraman, and he's fighting this giant ape. And he's, on the, on the board, he's actually squirting the giant ape with the bowling pin. <laughs> so, uh, so that you might pay a, pay a, a pretty penny for as well as, as I mentioned, the Hercules ring for some reason. If you don't know, it was a 1960s Hercules cartoon. Herk, herk was uh, Newton's. Newton was the name of the... I can not never remember what they're called because they're called like fan or fawn or something. And it's uh, it's the, you know, the the goat-footed boy that plays the pan flute. Uh, So that... uh, so let's, uh, let's break into rack toys. Oh, I wanted to mention that uh, Plaid Stallions, P-L-A-I-D. Is that plaid or plaid? Plaid Stallions. I always say plaid stallions, uh, but I guess it's, uh, I don't know what the fuck it is, I guess. <laughs> I need to look. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible. This is my book club. So plaidstallions.com. Uh It has something to do with this book and go there because you'll find out so much about toys and really cool toys. I mean, they don't they don't do anything except cool toys on there. So you find a lot of great pictures. uh, You'll find a lot of things I own. So uh, they don't sell anything. I think they might have a message board. But that, Mego Museum, they might they might handle that, I'm not sure, but they definitely had something to do with this Rack Toys book. And this Rack Toys book is just uh, amazing. Tons of pictures. Rack Toys, Cheap Crazed Playthings by Brian Heeler. Uh, edited and blah, blah, blah. Printed in China. Copyright 2012. I mentioned that. All rights reserved. No part of this work may be reproduced or used in any form or by any means graphic. Electronic or mechanical, including photocopying or information storage and retrieval systems without written permission from the copyright holder. Hmm. How about that? <coughs> Let's see here. Toy Center. A lot of beautiful frickin' racks of toys. Boy, I remember these play dishes and tea sets for the for the ladies and Boomerang, and oh man, some cool thing for glider, just Scooby-Doo bubble, super fantastic bubble plastic, and just neat, neat stuff. The author wishes to thank the following people in no particular order, Michelle Dean and Amy Heiler, Heiler for being so supportive and understanding while I spent entirely too much time in my office. My parents for indirectly starting this obsession. My grandmother for indulging me and in buying a lot of this stuff when I was a child. And then there's a whole long list of other folks on here. Let me move the mic. Sorry, We're live from Sloppy Joe's, by the way. If I, well, I mentioned that at the top, but just a reminder that it's nothing's perfect. Well, and different things can happen. Man, these photos of these rack toys are just crazy. Space Ace had like a uh, helicopter launcher pool thing, you know, where you have the little discs that are like helicopter blades, and you make them, and there's, there's a Space Ace cap gun. Wow. There's a Popeye musical uh, instrument uh, that I have. Awesome. Okay. Introduction by Jason Lindsay. There are two things I need to state I need to share with you immediately in this introduction. One is that when it comes to pop culture, I believe in the interconnectedness of all things. You know, that magical combination of being in the right place at the right time and doing the right thing, and those secret handshake moments that come when you least expect it. The other slice of fried gold, the other slice of fried gold that I need to share is that Brian Heiler has a time machine. At least I think he does, because it's the only explanation for how he takes us on such amazing adventures. If you're actually reading this introduction, there's better than 50% chance that you're, you're already familiar with rack toys. But just in case you're not, I'll give you a quick definition. They're the licensed and often unlicensed toys that inhabit the netherworld between the serious output of Kenner, Mattel, Hasbro, and their ilk, and the generic drugstore toys that are meant to satisfy the least discerning kids on the block. Or poor. (laughs) Uh, Their call signs are ja yes. Nasta, yes. And Imperial, yes. And they're marvelous. Their Their heyday was in the 70s and early 80s. And it seems that every TV series, film, and comic book character that was prominent in the time frame got the rack toy treatment. And one of the one of the rack toys I'm searching for the most is the Kojak Harbor Patrol. It's just uh, it's just boats, you know, <laughs> but but it's branded under Kojak, and that's going to be nearly impossible to find, I'm sure. And and the sad things about these are, and I hope to talk about them on uh, we talk games, uh, we talk game, uh, we talk toys program. Or the subset of that where I bitch about prices on eBay for toys is that you know it really depends on who's putting it up for auction. I say let the market decide. I don't think there's a lot of people in search of Kojak night, Kojak Harbor Patrol, but I could be wrong. But when you started at like a hundred dollars. Don't don't be silly. that's that's just sad because the people that are looking for this really care about toys and they're going to be inspired by this every day. They're going to put on they're not going to be turn around to try to sell this because nobody's looking for it. But I digress. This is supposed to be just straight up reading and oftentimes it's more comedy. Um, there's something oddly and beautifully ironic that toys that were meant, To placate children for an afternoon and fall apart within hours can fetch such high prices today. Yes, it's sad, and like I mentioned, it doesn't happen when you let the market speak. When you let people bid on it from ninety-nine cents or a dollar or ten dollars, that's what you're going to get. You're you're not going to go very high with most of these toys. Um, It's only when you start asking two hundred fifty dollars for bowling pump or $250 for Hercules Magic Ring, you're going to get the high prices. I think I bid on a Hercules Magic Ring once, and I just only had one other bidder, and it got up to 40 bucks, and I think that's where it would have capped off. And, and, and you know, I, I think it's definitely worth 40 bucks if it's uh, on, a, on a card card, even off the card, I would buy this because it has the H on it and it has a secret compartment. If you didn't know, Hercules would get his power by eating a pill out of his Hercules magic ring. There was a secret compartment in his H ring. And then he would go, OLYMPIA! And he'd jump around, either jump back up to Olympus or down from Olympus. <coughs> well, let's go back uh, in time a bit. I first stumbled across, uh, across Plaidstown, Plaid st- See, that was the other thing. I would say plaid stations, plaid stations. I have dyslexia, you know, so sometimes things go around in different orders. Plaid stallions. The first time I ran it, some of the cost Plaid stallions, the website Brian runs, so, yeah, okay, so he runs this, that celebrates all things 70s toy catalog related. Several years ago, after spending an inordinate amount of time on it, I sent him a note telling him how much I loved poring over what he'd obviously put a lot of effort into. He sent a reply a few days later thanking me, but also letting me know that he had just picked up Biff Bang Pow's Flash Gordon movie action figure several days before he got my note and returned the compliments. See... The interconnectedness of all things, the secret handshake of a shared passion, it, uh, it's its all coming together. I, I don't know, is uh, Jason Lindsay part of um, Biff Bang Pow? Biff Bang Pow is well known for um, bringing back 1970s toys. Uh, there's other companies as well. Um, second, shit, the name escapes me now. Um, Round 2 Round 2 is another company that does interpretations of of older toys in specific they did uh, a new run of um, of uh, Captain Action and also people that did Captain Action and different Evil Knievel and some other toys as well was um, Man of War oh boy Plain Mantis, Plain Mantis. Uh, How am I doing on time? 1345. Oh, boy. I'm not going to even get through the introduction, I don't think. But it doesn't matter, because it's going to set you up for what what rack toys are, and I think you'll get interested if you just go uh, uh, and buy this book first. And... (laughs) or look on uh, look on the, the site Plaid Stallions and find out about some of these rack toys, I think you're going to be very interested in some of them, just because of how goofy it is I have a, the Laverne and Shirley uh, office set which is, you know, once again only the, the, the art on the backboard is Laverne and Shirley, everything else is just stapler pencil, mini pencil, you know, mini uh, notepad things that don't even work they're just they're just hard plastic, hard plastic calculator, typewriter, things that didn't in, in, things that didn't exist in the uh, in the uh, time period of Laverne and Shirley. For months afterwards, I sort of got swept up in the plaid stallions madness studying the gorgeous catalog pages of rack toys and that took me back to a special place and time any amazing vintage toy store photos brian was has acquired over the years Uh, i so wanted to be a part of all that and i sent in pictures of my young self and darth vader from the mall from the mall appearance section um, and have contributed not one but two entries to coloring book theater now, as uh, now, as of this book's publication, Brian and I have. <clears throat> I'm gonna make sure it didn't stop recording. Fifteen twenty nine. Brian and I have never actually met, but we've gotten to know each other well through emails and texts and epic phone calls. In fact, the once uh, he once shared some very intimate shots with me. That sent chills down my spine, they were of Brian's office, his fortress of solitude, if you will, and they illustrated his 70s toy obsession beautifully. When you enter the office from the right wall to the corner left along the far wall, and all the way around the left side of the room... You are confronted with display cases filled to the brim with rack toys, Mego action figures, and other sundries. Much of the content, some counter display boxes, including look, uh, including displays, boxes, included, (laughs) whatever, whatever happened there. I looked, it looked just, uh, looked just as they did back in the year they were released. Only missing the wall-mounted racks, they would have hung off. Yeah, that, that you know that's me I, I go I go to as far as 81 but uh, I like to just stick to 60s, 70s toys and things from my youth but I will go to 81 because there's some very interesting rack toys Spider woman rack toys <laughs> her her jewelry set her beauty set uh, things like that so I, I will go into uh, the early 80s as well as long as it looks like it's belongs in the 70s and you know what? I even have some new toys. I have some of the new uh, Funko Pop stuff. I did I did not like them for a long periods of time. Then they started coming out with some things that I consider fairly obscure, and that's when I got into it. And 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 the really cute ones I enjoy as well. So so they've they've come a long way in uh, regards to my appreciation for them and and for newer toys. It is an impressive collection, but uh, it struck me that if I was so much more than, but it was so much more than just plastic memorabilia, it was a gateway to another time. Indeed, you and I know the feeling we get uh, of holding one particular toy, how it can conjure up the sights and sounds of, your, of our youth. My particular rack toy sense memory involves a store called Orgstrom, Pharmacy in St. Paul, Minnesota. It was a one-stop shop for marketing and prescriptions. And uh, when I went with my mother or father, I would head up to the far wall of the store. There is where I did my shopping. Those were the, where the, those crazed plastic play things lived among the squirt guns and coloring books. Lots of money has been spent there over the years, but it was nothing Compared to the priceless joy the purchases brought, the, the store is long gone now. But I'll be damned if I can still smell the interior and visualize its layout. There were other standalone toy stores in my childhood: Kids, Kids, and Woolworths in the Maplewood Mall, Stork, Storkville's in West Saint Paul, and of course the many Children's Palace locations. I would give anything just to go back to that time and visit those places and have those feelings of wide-eyed wonder again, but that would take a time machine, right? And we all know they don't exist. They probably do in a a rack toy. Um, It goes, it's in the blood. Brian's dad sold toys, had large... Walls of uh, rack toys display at Mac Milk store set up by my father in 1974. Note that orange pegboard. Yeah, he, I'm sorry, he, he designed, I guess, uh, um, displays. And at one point, my dad even opened a 5 and 10 type store to see which products sold best. If a panel of yo-yos sold well, he'd, he'd know they were the hot item and would triple his order so he bought toys, and I believe, I guess, he would sell them to many uh, independent variety stores and franchise stores in Canada. And he kept the aisles full and displayed great. I actually have ten minutes. This is kind of unusual. I'm I'm going to skip ahead, um, because I, I only have a short amount of time left. I want to get in a little bit of what. What uh, he brought to the table? There's my uh, Incredible Hulk kazoo. Wow, it's a full rack of them. Incredible Hulk handcuffs, and these (laughs) the generic ping pong gun shooter. Uh, Here's one with Popeye. They have one with Batman. I have the. I mean, here's one with Superman. I have the Popeye one. I I had a Beetle Bailey one, which I uh, gave to my buddy. So it would be just a generic toy like the handcuffs. Incredible Hulk handcuffs. Come on. So, uh, very, and kazoo. I mean, that's crazy. But that, it's shaped like the Incredible Hulk. So I love my Incredible Hulk kazoo. On the other side is a Spider-Man um, um, parachuter. I mentioned my love of parachuting things. The, and those parachutists freaking rock you. They will be $40 to $100, depending on the, the brand time and, and what it included. And, you know, those things you bought in by the dozen but just because they would get stuck in a tree like this one is or torn or whatever um, they, they, they get a high price because most people don't have a parachute anymore they just have dude Spider-Man with giant hooks coming out of his shoulders which is so strange Cash and Capes, this is the book proper. Ever since Superman leapt onto the scene in 1938, he has left behind a wake of licensed merchandise. The popularity of caped crusaders transcends the genre, and their imagery has been used to sell almost everything from vitamins to underpants to uh, dishware and beach towels. Where they excel, however, are in the selling of rack toys. Uh, 22. Ironically, the golden child of licensed superhero products is one of that has no superpowers at all. Batman, with his never-ending array of gadgetry and vehicles, is a toy maker's dream. No matter how ludicrous and strange the item, it could be hanging in the Batcave somewhere. In fact, the modern boom of, for superhero merchandise began in 1966 when the Batman television series debuted. And you remember back to episode two of uh, Wiggly's Book Club, Batman... From Alfred to Zowie, we talked about the 1966 boom. There was a book right from it teaching the alphabet. Uh, Television series debuted since that time. Low-cost superhero rack toys of some form have rarely been out of production. Many superhero rack toys are simply a past pasting of a new hero's head on an existing Batman item. True characters like Spider-Man, who didn't drive in the comics, were given their own cars, boats, and helicopters. <laughs> but the Hulk's boat is just amazing, you know, a speedboat, and looks strangely familiar. Uh, these sorts of things. Oh my, Captain Marvel race car! Captain Marvel Marvel from the Marvel comics. My Captain Marvel uh, Shazam, his race car, just hilarious stuff. Um. These sort of things are cost-cutting maneuvers that resulted in healthy sales. Kids aren't as concerned with comic book canon as they are with having fun. And neither is Hollywood, right? Neither is Stan Lee, the guy who created these damn things. He could care less about what brought people to the game. Puts puts fucking uh, uh, Spider-Man with mirrored eyes and only one web shooter... Uh, Captain America wears a motorcycle helmet and has a shield that's see-through. <laughs> um, there are tons more that are so... Bizarre. Punisher doesn't even have a skull on his shirt. The first Dolph Lundgren Punisher. And I can go on and, and worse, incredibly worse uh, ideas for, for these characters uh, than uh, Time Allot's. Just taking all, taking all the heroics out of the Incredible Hulk TV show. I don't even want to go into it because I love Bixby, but he wouldn't agree to it unless it was this pablum of, um, you know, Bill um, Bruce or should I say David Banner? Becoming a Hulk out of out of selfishness, whereas the original Incredible Hulk, Bruce Banner, pushing young Rick Jones out of the way, heroic, taking the brunt of it, becoming a monster because he saved Rick Jones. Rick Jones becoming a, a a aid to the Hulk is the only person the Hulk can tolerate and and helping. He owes his life to this hero, whereas the David Banner is just trying to. Um, you know, cure his own own problems, which is fine, but he he's turning. You know, the Hulk is just kung fu walking around and turning green twice, hulking out twice a show. But he might as well just be kung fu. Uh, you know, that ripped <laughs> ripped it right out of the, the hands of uh, David Carradine, ripping it out of hands of um, Bruce Lee, not by his own fault. But uh, funny, by the way, so. Uh, David Carradine playing a, a, a Chinaman, always called Chinaman. Uh, the other day, Ricardo, Ricardo Montalban on uh, the original Hawaii 5.0 series playing a Japanese um, z- trafficking czar. Oh boy. Not quite, not not, not 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 quite breakfast at Tiffany's, but boy, was it close at some parts. And, you know, they did eye makeup on him. But Ricardo Montemont, now why not? I mean, you have an American speaking guy, Ricky Mooney, Ricky Ricky, Rudy 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 Rotor Ruder, do Mickey Rooney talking. So why not a guy with a thick Spanish accent doing Japanese as well? And it's so sad because his daughter is Japanese, doesn't look anything like what he, I mean, he looked like. Boris Karloff as as uh, as uh, Charlie Chan. I mean, it was it was bad, or Fu Manchu, or or any other thing like that. There, then there, um, Superior Merchandise would find a new renaissance in the 1970s, buoyed by the return of Batman in the new Super Friends cartoon series. One of the biggest bigger coming, and you know, you think about that. That's all such. Mm. Bigger companies, uh, poop poop cartoons, but I loved them. I still love them. I watch them today. I, I hated them for quite a while because of their um, lackadaisical approach, but now I really enjoy it because they they were really trying to introduce some new characters and stuff. They, most of them were racist. Uh, Black Lightning, Apache Chief, uh, Samurai. I can't remember what his name was. Um to capitalize on the trend would be Azric Hamway no international a, a- he, I call him or ahi no doubt They are the pinnacle who would spend the better part of the decade releasing an explosion of merchandise ranging from the practical to the very unusual. Other companies such as uh, Gordy International, Fleetwood Toys, definitely JaRu, Imperial Toys, Lincoln International, and Laramie, definitely, would also offer various superhero goodies, sometimes all in the same year. Different companies would get these different licenses, and uh, and this, this was a time when you could be doing Marvel and uh, Archie comics and DC comics. You could be producing the same thing side by side, and 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 it wasn't considered like a conflict of interest. Today, even in wake of the billion dollar blockbuster comic book film, superhero rack toys are still present in dollar stores to this very day. Um I just want to mention Superman water gun here it is it's got a it's got a this is from 1967 beautiful by multiple toy makers made in Hong Kong, multiple toy makers have not really heard of them. Fifty-nine cents. It's Superman. He's flying with his uh, very very supermanish pose. Uh, I got. I'm running late here. It's got. It's got. He's got the old style S on his chest. If you don't squeeze it like you squeeze Batman's dick and Popeye's dick, Popeye's squirt guns or Donald Duck's dick. It's under his one knee, but it's got a beautiful rendering of. Um, of of him fighting Lex Luthor, and to get the kryptonite out of Lex Luthor's hands, Superman actually uses his own squirt gun to splat it out. But on the next page, a 1967 Superman water gun by multiple toy makers delivery uses its card art to explain why Superman would need to carry such an item to squirt away kryptonite, kryptonite. Uh, Superman may very well be the first superhero to receive toy licensing. However, his abundance of nat- natural talents and lack of accessories does not does make it a challenge. So he's got a sliding puzzle. There's nothing more very important there. They, an APC Superman sliding puzzle, in 1977. I have uh, Hulk, Captain America, Spider Man, and Batman of those uh, sliding puzzle releases. Is the right the 1970s so far? Superman Zingwing from a He Azarac Hamway Incorporated features some strangely off-model artwork of the Man of Steel. So it's Superman. His head's way too big with his arms crossed, and it's the Zingwing. It's a it's a mini frisbee. But above is what I got to get at, and I'm at 3041. We're going to at least 31 f- 3130 above. Superman parachute figure from Italy. Manufacturer unknown. It's from Italy. We don't know what date it is, but it's Superman in that Spider-Man described uh, position. Batman also did it too, with the hooks coming out from their shoulders. But it doesn't say it doesn't say Superman anywhere on it. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 1980, and I can see in back of him Batman. So it's a picture of Batman in back of him which is not part of the parachute. But the the title of this is BONG! With an exclamation point. So that, my friends, is Rack Toys Cheap Crazed Playthings by Brian Healer. H-E-I-L-E-R. Please pick this up. It doesn't matter if you like Rack Toys or not. You're going to die at some of these things. These, you know, this the, the Hulk van Um You'll notice a lot of, a lot of the uh, uh, toys that, that are on my walls are in here. Unfortunately, not some of these really, really, really cool ones. But um, yeah, here, here's the Woody Woodpecker submarine and diver set instructions on back of card. It just has Woody swimming around on the, on the card and nothing else. Same with the Banana Splits musical horns. I had a chance to buy these. If you took them out, they're, they're just musical horns. They're little toy horns with stars on them. But uh, the Banana Splits artwork is uh, pretty shitty, but yet funny. So, And there'll be stuff in there for you, too, probably. Probably some, you know, Mr. T or Chuck Norris something or another. Okay, back to me in the studio. 3242. We made that song longer but it's still, still too short for me to run up the stairs into the studio from sloppy joe's bar we hope you enjoyed today's reading of rack toys to own your own copy of rack toys click the amazon link in the show notes and send me the quota the management would also like to apologize to today's special secret surprise celebrity guest john entwhistle from the who cannot make it he is also dead what I'm being told that uh, we actually do have John Entwistle here. Wow! This is a first. The large majority of our secret surprise celebrity guests usually cancel. Or, yeah, I think 100% is a large majority. Here he comes. Take your time, John. Your time. He sure is taking his time. That's it. Put the headphones on if you have any here. Well, welcome, John Entwistle. This is <laughs> this is amazing. The Who is one of the most amazing bands, and you are one of the most bombastic bass players of all time, John? What are some of your favorite books? From what I understand, I mean, we were supposed to uh, take over the young Vic and, and the audience was supposed to be there and live with us, right? I and see. To, oh, that, I didn't quite actually get it. And, and, and in practice, it didn't work, because we brought in a bunch of people from the street uh, that had to go home for their tea. Uh, I and mean, kind of failed at that point. Thank you, John Antwistle. You guys better go put him back in the ground. I'm being handed a note by John Antwistle. It says, send more cops. Not really sure what that means. For Wiggly and the entire crew at Wiggly's Book Club, I'm Wiggly, and remember, kids, RIP. Reading is fundamental.